welcome at this special edition about biodiversity on our channel Inside Impact Investing. This time we're going to talk about biodiversity and this is one of the biggest challenges we face at this moment. We do this together with Karen van Dijk, fund manager of the AZEN Biodiversity Fund. And we look at what she does, the big challenges we face for this topic from different angles. My name is Hans Tegeman, Chief Investment Strategist at Triodos Investment Management. Welcome, Karen, at our podcast about biodiversity. There's happening really a lot in the financial sector about biodiversity, but also uh, recently the European Commission has some new regulation upcoming on biodiversity targets. We had the so-called PBEF last week. And of course, you have a fund introduced, I think, last uh, year on uh, biodiversity. So we're going to look at the topic from, from some different angles. And I think it's good to start relatively big about what's the problem. And if you talk to clients or someone and say, yeah, I'm working on biodiversity. And what, where do you start with saying why it's so important? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I usually start that I'm I'm mostly concerned about the pace and the 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 speed the change is happening to biodiversity and the decline is happening. Uh, I usually uh, I use the example of we have a little allotment garden, and we just have it for a few years, and I'm shocked that already I'm seeing that there are less insects in this garden. So just in a few years we we don't see that many bees flying around anymore. So it goes so fast. And of course, we're planting some flowers, especially for the bees, but that's that's just really small. But that's where I start. The the speed is going so fast. What I also learned from the research is that a lot of the things that are happening, we don't see. So so on the one hand, they go very, sometimes, like you said, very fast, but a lot of the the very worrying developments go go also relatively slow and we don't see the consequences yet. Yeah, and I think that's very hard for consumers and for short-time decisions to really grasp the impact of the problem. Yeah. For instance, like over-exploitation of our oceans, you don't see it. So then it's hard to to realize what the impact can be. So I, I think, although it's not obvious for all people, I think most people know. And if you would compare biodiversity with climate change, so, so the problem of climate change where a lot of people are working on, yeah. What is for you the main difference? Well, I don't think you can see them separately because no. they belong together. But the main difference is, and that's, I think, why we are further on climate change, is because it's easier to grasp. It's You can have one metrics and it's easier to measure and you can easier to communicate. But if you're trying to measure the impact on biodiversity, there is a whole world underneath it that influences biodiversity. So it's much broader and complexer, I think. And I think that's also why it goes slower to... Yeah, really invest in biodiversity or measure biodiversity. Yeah. And what's then the solution to, to to make it more tangible for people what we're talking about? Because that's also what you have to do when you invest yeah. to really show what it is. Yeah, true. What we are trying to do is we are investing and uh, trying to support the businesses that are really working together with nature, really developing a business model while protecting and restoring nature. And we are investing in these companies and we're telling these stories to to show that things should be done differently. Yeah, about that doing differently, we we also published our own, we call it a white paper because it's not a new, a new vision or whatever. It's just trying to describe what we do. And there we said more or less every economic activity, so everything you finance has negative effects on biodiversity because it's also 
clear from the IPBES reports, let's say the IPCC on biodiversity, that almost everything you do is negative on biodiversity. So the first thing you should do as a financial sector is limiting harm. That's really the first step. Do you agree with that? That that should be paramount for the whole financial sector, that at least you should be aware that everything you do harms biodiversity? Yeah, I totally agree. We should focus on also on less harms. I think we have 43,000 listed companies on the stock exchange. And yeah, just guess how many companies have a positive impact. We only found one or two of these. Which one? Uh, wide Open Agriculture, for instance. Okay. It's an, uh, an Australian company comes from uh, the Dutch NGO, Common Land. Yeah. And they're really focusing on regenerative uh, agriculture. But it's just one of the few positive examples that are out there. And all the others are still harming the environment. And I think it's really important to, to do less harm. Yeah. But we believe that's not enough. And with doing less harm, you can still have two positions. So you can say, on the one hand, we exclude the most harmful. That's what yeah. we also do at Treaters. And I think ASN does almost the same. Eh? So yeah. excluding what's really bad and asking for certificates, etc., to to also show that they do it in the most sustainable way, but still do harm. And the second way is to look for alternatives so that you can also say, can we substitute the very bad things for less bad things? So a more sustainable production, but still production. Do you have examples on that sphere? What, do you have something in your fund like that? Yeah, what we're looking more at uh, uh, plant-based solutions. That's the investments we are looking at. And for instance, we are investing now in coffee and you can produce coffee in shadow. And then you leave the ecosystem intact while producing this coffee. That's good for the farmer because he's not harming the ecosystem. So there is more biodiversity. You see more insects, more birds on the plantation. So he has cheaper cost, he has a better production, he has a better financial return, but also helping protecting uh, the biodiversity. I like that type of examples to show how you can also produce your coffee or your food. So that that's what we can do as investors. Eh? So, yeah. so making choices in, instead of doing a lot of harm, less harm, and trying to regenerate or do positive things. But another perspective is that at least that's what we also uh, have written down. You need also the, the system to change, to, to help, to have also from an investor perspective more opportunities. What do you think should be the biggest changes that would make life for biodiversity better? I like the research from Nature. They, they did a nice research on bending the curve. And one of the things they said to change is our food system, the way mm-hmm. we produce, the way we consume food. And that's really something we think should be changing and something we can invest in as well. And in terms of, I said in the beginning, the European Commission is trying to, to get to some policies. What do you think about true prices for biodiversity? Yeah, I think it's very important. Once we're looking at an investment, it's never a trade-off. If you're talking about sustainability, you cannot trade biodiversity between human rights. So if we have an investment which is really good for the biodiversity, but doesn't pay a fair price to the local communities or doesn't involve the local communities, we will never invest in it. And that's one of the key things I learned the last years looking and researching biodiversity is that you really need the local communities. They need a sustainable income source in order to have an incentive to protect nature around them. So they're crucial for protecting and restoring uh, nature. Yeah. So we discussed a little bit the the big problem, what the financial sector could do, but a little bit what, what you did, but... It is not really scaling up in general, uh, so really investing in biodiversity. So what 
Although, of course, you introduce your fund and everything is going well, but it's not that big as climate, let's say, in terms of investment. It's a smaller market. Can you share one or two dilemmas that you have when you try to boost your investments? Yeah, let's say it's not yet that big. We hope it's getting as big as climate, uh, at least. One of the dilemmas we have, and I think a lot of financial institutions have, is how do you measure your impact and can you really quantify your impact? We introduced PBAF, of course, and it's the methodology uh, to to measure the impact on biodiversity. Can you a little bit explain what, what it exactly is? Yeah, of course. PBAF is a platform, Biodiversity Accounting for Financials, and together with a lot of financial institutions worldwide, we are trying to come to one common ground methodology. So mm-hmm. if you're a client and if you're investing, for instance, at Triodos, and you want to compare it with an investment at ASN, you are sure that they use the same methodology to measure the impact. But that methodology is far from perfect. It's still developing. And we thought, okay, biodiversity loss is going so rapidly and it's such an urgent problem. We cannot wait until we have the perfect methodology. We know for quite a long time that what we're doing now is not good enough and that we need to change the systems. And we also, there's enough research that shows which directions we should go. So Mm -hmm. we can already start investing and start supporting this these small companies that are already out there and showing the good examples and help them scale up. So that's how we are addressing this this issue. And at the same time, we're helping this company improve their methodology to measure and to quantify the impact to get the rest of the financial sector involved. That's one of the challenges we had, yeah. Yeah, so so one of the challenges is that you don't have a finished methodology or that's still under development and that is hard to... Is it then also one of the dilemmas to really show the biodiversity impact? Yeah, what we're now doing is making it qualitative and telling the story because Mm -hmm. we know that in the end, measurement is just a means, I believe. It goes on the impact in the ground and we know what we're doing is realizing the right kind of impact we want for biodiversity. And if we can measure it, it just makes it easier to tell and to prove and also to help more investors get along. But is there not also something that's really into the financial sector? So so carbon is easy. We have yeah. carbon emissions. We can measure. We can say we have a portfolio with a lower carbon footprint. So this is better, although it's still a carbon footprint. And you can question if it's always better, but it's better than the average. With biodiversity, the financial sector wants something the same. Saying yeah. this is the, the biodiversity loss of the benchmark. And this is the biodiversity gain or loss or footprint of of this portfolio. Do you think we're ever going to get there? Well, I hope because I I noticed that a lot of people are waiting for this before they starting taking action. But what we wanted to do with this fund is just to show that you can already start. And we believe that we don't have a choice to wait for the perfect methodology. We just should stop talking and take action and show how it can be done differently as well. Yeah, I, I think we never, that's my personal opinion. I think we're never going to get there yeah. because bi- now biodiversity yeah. is so complex. And, and uh, as, as human beings, we need to be humble and we don't understand the complexity. And if we understand it, we cannot put a price tag always on it because the, the value in itself is not a market value. It's something just, just a value for the system. Yeah, no, definitely. And that makes it, that makes it hard. So one of the dilemmas is you cannot really quantitatively show the impact like the financial sector wants, more or less. Yeah. But then is everything you want to invest in, is it investable? Not everything. We clearly make a choice that there should be a financial return. 
Mm-hmm. We want to finance those companies that have a solid a business case and a solid financial return, because then we believe that they are able to make generate income for the longer term. Yeah. So that's a choice we make. And then yeah, you cannot invest in all the projects uh, that are out there. And what is the project that was most difficult to do, but still is in your portfolio? We have the Wildlife Conservation Bond. We mm-hmm. also call it uh, the Rhino Bond. We knew from the start that biodiversity is a new market. And when we started this impact fund, we tried to have as limited restrictions as possible because we want to to grasp all the opportunities that are out there. And the most important thing is that we're making a positive impact. That's the key. But then the Wildlife Conservation Bond came along and we were talking for over two years with the World Bank and the the London Zoo who who developed this instrument. Let me first explain what the instrument is. The World Bank and the London Zoo, uh, there's a huge financing cap in conservation finance. And they're trying to get more private money to conservation finance. So they thought to come up with a new innovative uh, financial instrument to try to get the private sector interested in conservation finance. So the the Rhino bond is a bond. We provide a loan to the World Bank. And instead of that, we get an, uh, an interest rate. They donate the interest rate to two wildlife parks in South Africa. And the park management gets the the freedom to use this donation to protect the rhino population and trying to increase the rhino population. They are the experts and they should get the freedom to take the measures they need to take. And we have at point zero, we have uh, an independent uh, measurement of the amount of rhinos in the two parks. And at year five, there's again a measurement of the, uh, the amount of rhinos. And if the population grew by, well, we hope uh, more than 4%, then we get a financial return in year five. Okay, so the return is first more rhinos, and yep. second, it's a financial return after five years yep. if it is a success. Although you never know if you have bad weather in the parks or something can happen, but it can also yeah. happen with a normal investment. So yeah, that should yeah, be true. That's, yeah. that's a nice construction. And if you go to clients, because uh, so so in, in investors in your fund, what kind of questions do they ask apart from the number of rhinos in five years? Well, one of the, the most questions we are getting is about aquaculture. We decided to invest also in aquaculture, but we have a lot of vegetarian and vegan clients and we're getting a lot of critical questions about these investments, which I understand. We didn't invest in this sector at all because of all the sustainability risks. But then we were looking into biodiversity and especially with the oceans, over-exploitation is a huge risk. And But this sector is also growing quite rapidly and still a lot of countries or people, especially in Africa, are still dependent on fish for their food consumption. So we thought, okay, we cannot just exclude this sector. We need to look for examples that are really trying to change the sector from within. And luckily we found an investment, Aquaspark. And they really, they they share the same vision and they have the same belief as us that we need to protect and restore biodiversity. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to change the aquaculture sector from within. And they're really building an ecosystem of companies that are showing that you can do it differently. Yeah, but but still, yeah. So so the question you get from your clients is really, or investors, is a really ethical question. Yeah. I suppose, because they're investors, they also have questions about expected returns, etc. But what is more on their mind? Is it conservation or biodiversity? It's a biodiversity fund, so is it more about the impact 
or is it about the return? What kind of conversations do you have then? We have them both. Yeah. <laughs> Once we launched the fund, we knew that clients were waiting for some time of investments in biodiversity like we're doing mm-hmm. now. And we launched the fund uh, in November and within three weeks, we got in 15 million from our clients, which mm-hmm. is a huge amount in just a short yeah. amount of time. And we're very happy and proud of that because it means they're really supporting us. And that was just yeah, without any marketing, just uh, you got a little pop up in your app that there, there was a new impact fund and uh, biodiversity. And then they started to looking more and more into it. And then we're getting a lot of questions about impact. Also about, can you can you really quantify it? Yeah. But they also want to hear the, the story behind our investments. And we're getting now questions about a return because we're still starting up. It's yeah. a difficult economic situation, as you might know. We had one month of positive return, but the other months were still negative. Hey, that's how it goes. And that's yeah. how it goes. But then you get, once it goes... Well, you don't get that many questions, but once the return is not yet there, we get a lot of questions yeah, about that. That's with every financial product. Yeah. So we, we discussed the big problem a little bit. We discussed the financial sector. We discussed uh, your funds and the dilemmas related to it. And if we to run this off, would look into the future and you have your product, but you also have a big problem. What would be your wish? What should the financial sector do to really have impact on this big problem of biodiversity loss? I really hope that we can redirect money to and really do steer, do good with the money or the investments we are doing and truly trying to address this problem and having a positive impact on biodiversity. So we hope that we as Fin can grow so that we can support more companies that are really showing that it can be done differently. And we hope that more financial investors are following because there's so much money needed to really transform the the impact we have on biodiversity. A beautiful wish for the future. Hopefully we get there. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing all your knowledge and your insights. Thanks for listening to this podcast. And don't forget to download our special on biodiversity from our website. Let us know what you think. And if you have any questions, feel free to let us know. Follow this channel for other specials on different topics and of course our macro monthly. So tune in next time.